Oh, man, good to see you in the house the Lord this evening. I'm glad we get this room and not that one back there. It's very warm back there. <clears throat> All right, if you would turn to Hebrews chapter 11. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11. And starting at verse 8, I'm going to read down through verse 19. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and the heirs, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars in the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And if truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity of returned. But now that is our better country, that is in heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city." By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. So, tonight I'm going to look at Abraham, the man who heard the Lord, who heard the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the privilege and opportunity that we have to open your precious word, we thank you for a place to meet and uh, out of the heat, and we thank you for your blessings and how you provide. We just pray you as we look into the word of God, and we'd be encouraged and strengthened in our walk with you, and might we learn to listen and apply uh, your word as it's given to us to everyday life. For our good and thy glory, we do pray in Jesus' name, amen. You know, Jesus talked a lot about uh, some, uh, hearing. Uh, one of the phrases he would use often, I've mentioned this many times, was, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Um, that phrase is also repeated in the book of Revelation when he's addressing the seven churches of the Revelation of Asia. There, uh, you know, again, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Abraham was a man who heard. Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. Now, Abraham simply responded to the word of the Lord. Genesis 12 tells us that, Now the Lord had said, Get thee out of thy country, and leave thy kindred, and so on. Uh, and we need to take heed 
you know, and listen to the word of the Lord. <clears throat> you know, think about, you know, I looked up some phrases where it's used, the Bible uses the word of the Lord. Psalm 33, verse 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Simply by the word of the Lord. 1 Samuel 3, 21, and the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Remember, you know, Samuel laid him down to sleep, and he heard this voice calling Samuel, Samuel, and he runs to Eli. And, of course, Eli said, I didn't call you, and go, go lie down. And he hears it again, and he runs to Eli. He said, I didn't call you, go lay down. And, or, and anyway, you know, and then Eli finally says, you know, uh, perceives that maybe the Lord's trying to get his attention. He says, say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And, of course, he did, and the Lord spoke to him and revealed himself to Samuel uh, and the judgment concerning Eli's house. First Kings 13.1, Behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord. He was sent there by the word of the Lord. We don't even know who this guy was. He was, remember, the, the prophet that came out of Judah, came into uh, Bethel where Jeroboam had made the, the altars and was offering calves and things on these altars, and, and he prophesied against the altar. And the altar was rent. And, uh, you know, Jeroboam was going to lay his hands on him, and he, the, the hand he, he stuck out to lay his hand on the prophet became leprous. And he, and, he, and he cried to the prophet and says, that, you know, cry on the Lord for me. And the prophet did. But the guy's name is not even mentioned. It just said, by the word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord. You know, maybe it's because that's what's important, not who the messenger was. You know, the, the messenger isn't so important. It's the word of the Lord. Second Chronicles 30, verse 12. Also in the Judah, the hand of God was given them was give them one heart to do the commandment of the kings and the princes by the word of the Lord. Again, by, you notice there, by the word of the Lord. In Acts 19.10, This continued by the space of two years, so that all they that dwelt in Asia heard the words of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Gentiles. Of course, this was concerning the Apostle Paul and Barnabas, and and uh, uh, might have been Silas. I think it was Silas at this point. Anyway, Paul's uh, travels and his companions preaching the word of the Lord, and it, and it and it brought great effect. Hearing the word of the Lord has changed these people's lives, transformed their lives. And it's by the word of the Lord that we have hope. You know, First Thessalonians four fifteen. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. You know, it's all it all goes back to the word of the Lord and hearing the word of the Lord. The word heareth. You know, in John seven twenty four, Jesus says, he, he that heareth these things of mine doeth them. The word heareth there means to perceive by the ear. Perceive by the ear. And a couple of illustrations of that, where one perceived by the ear, John 4, uh, the Bible says, and, and the, the Samaritans then said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves. We perceived with the ear, and heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, Savior of the world. So they, not only they heard it, but they perceived it, or they comprehended it, they understood it. John five twenty four. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. See, it's not enough just to hear it. We need to act on it. And Abraham was, was a man who acted on what he heard. 
That's why we have the account of Abraham in Hebrews chapter 11. And of course, you know, there's what? Um, 10, 12 chapters in Genesis really is about Abraham. So, uh, and, and so he, he goes out not knowing whether he went. He goes simply on what the Lord has said. And of course, you know, back in those days, there wasn't a written Bible either. It was just he had heard what the Lord had said. And this is, so this is the basis and beginning of Abraham's journey, or his pioneering walk with God, you might say. And, and this is the crossroads at which, you know, we change our direction when we hear the word of the Lord and we perceive it, we, we take it in, we understand it and act upon it. Uh, it can change our direction, it can change our destiny. Uh, <clears throat> You know, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, and, and, and of course, how they acted on what they heard, you know, it did uh, uh, seal their destiny in Matthew 13, in verses uh, uh, 16, <clears throat> Matthew 13, verse 16, he said to them, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, your ears, for they hear. Now, I'm sorry, he was talking there about the disciples. You know, the disciples actually heard and perceived and comprehended and acted upon what they heard, but the Pharisees did not. Uh, verse 13 describes them, uh, verse 12 and 13, For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even away, away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And at one point, you know, Jesus said they'd close their ears, uh, Verse 15 talks about how they closed their ears. So they didn't want to understand. They didn't want to believe it. And so, so this, is, this is the beginning of Abraham's journey with the Lord. And you know, it determines, our walk of faith determines how we hear God's Word. How we hear. I was talking with some pastors not too long ago. And we were talking about this gentleman that that we all knew, and uh, and you know, and the problems he has. And and one of the pastors said this: He doesn't listen. He likes to talk, but he doesn't listen. And he said that's his problem. He he knows so much that he can't be helped. He doesn't listen. In other words, he doesn't hear. He's not hearing what the Lord is trying to say to him. And you see, Abraham's ear was open. I'm sure there were people that tried to persuade Abraham. Abraham, do you realize what you're doing? Do you understand what you're doing? You're taking your wife, and you're going to take your nephew with you, and you're going to take all your servants and all your belongings, and you're going to, you're going to leave here, and you don't, really, you don't even really know where you're going. Abraham, are you sure you know what you're doing? Are you crazy? But he heard the word of the Lord. In other words, he perceived it, he understood it, and he acted upon it. You know, Romans ten seventeen says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so this is where faith begins. And so when we hear, we obey. Verse 8 again. By faith Abraham was called, so there was a call went out to him, 
a message, you might say, called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for inheritance, he obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. So he obeyed. He obeyed. He went out. Uh, you know, faith, you know, he acted on what he heard in faith. By faith, verse 9 says, by faith he sojourned. You know, he's, he's, he, he, he's, uh, he, uh, you know, that, that's, the, the word sojourn has the idea of, of, of traveling. Uh, faith is a force. It's a force. Uh, it's the power of God released in one's life. You know, the Word of God is a force that can work in your life. Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the, uh, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints of the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Abraham simply heard the Word of the Lord, and it compelled him to move. Compelled him to move. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 20. Jeremiah chapter 20. You know, Jeremiah was, going, was being persecuted, so he decided he was going to quit. And he, then, and he, but he says, Then I said, I will not make mention, verse 9, of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary with bearing, and I could not stay. You know, Paul said, Necessity is laid upon me. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. He had heard the voice of God, and it compelled him. It compelled him to act, to speak, to obey the Lord. So faith is a force, uh, and if we heed, listen to the voice of God, it will transform your life. It will change your life. You know, it, it changed. You know, it may not to change the place where you are. Where you know where you are at in life, but it can certainly change the circumstances and and the 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 outlook on life, give you a new view of life. And so, uh, uh, hearing results. You know, true hearing results in obedience. It brings about faith. It also provides a future. If you notice in verse nine of Hebrews eleven. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. There were some, there's some promises go along with hearing the word of the Lord. Your faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Your know, salvation is a promise that God gives us when we hear and take heed to the word of God. That's about there in uh, uh, Acts chapter 19. Where Paul, speaking concerning Paul, and this continued by the space of two years, so that all which dwelt in Asia heard the words of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And of course, many of those people turned to the Lord in salvation by hearing the word. It brought about a future promise. And of course, it's also a present promise. We have that eternal life right now. But this promise to Abraham not only was a promise of eternal life, but it was also a promise of the land and an heir. It was a promised seed. Promised seed. This meant for him not only uh, a child, but a future generation. You know, this promise that was given to Abraham uh, 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 was, was an eternal promise. Uh, let's go back to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 for a minute. 
where this promise was given. Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, and the land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, you know, in that in those three verses there, there's thousands of years and millions of people. Because he's talking about a future offspring out of which would come, uh, you know, a blessing to the earth. Of course, the great blessing that come, is going to come from him, that in all families of the earth be blessed. And of course, you know, is the Lord Jesus Christ of the lineage of Abraham. But, but this is, so this is a, a future that's given him. And of course, when we heed the word of God, there's a future given to us. But there's also, there's also a, a blessing. And this, this was, you know, again, to Abraham, land, but that was the only beginning. What about the blessings of the Davidic kingdom, the millennial reign of Christ? Uh, Israel be the glory of the world. And a raising up of a godly seed. God promised him a godly seed through Isaac. You know, the sad thing is the person of the world only has what's present. Only has what's present. And you'll die and leave it to somebody else. That's all the world, that's all the world has is the present blessing. Abraham had a future. He also had a present blessing. Chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. I should have kept my place there. Chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. Uh, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had and lot with him. Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. This is, this is, this is present blessings. Uh, so he had you know, the blessing of God. Uh, in chapter 15, again, verse 1, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and exceeding great reward. I am your great reward. Uh, so, so he also had a present blessing uh, from the Lord. And uh, you know, we find that, that, that God, God's blessings, you know, there's, you know, some some people think that that uh, God promises uh, 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 you know material wealth, but there, there's more to God's present blessings than just wealth. Sometimes there's not wealth, but what you get from God in the present is worth more than anything the this world can buy. A godly life, a godly heritage, uh, is something that that God lives. You know, godliness is for life as well as death. In fact, if you if you aren't living right with the Lord, you're not ready for death. And and so, so you know, He not only gave him uh, blessings, you know, a future and a present, and and we see here also that you know Abraham proves that we don't have to have the best the world has to offer to have the blessing of God. Look at chapter 13. 
chapter 13, verses 5 through 11. And Lot also which went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents, and the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. There was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle, and the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brother. It's not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. It was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even to the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. So here, here we find the separation between Abraham and Lot. And Lot, of course, took the best. He took the best the world had to offer. The plain. Well watered everywhere. You know what Abraham had to do? He had to dig wells. The Bible tells us he, he, he dug wells. He dug quite a few wells. Isaac dug wells. Why? Because it didn't have natural, you know, just, you know, it wasn't watered like the, the, what Lot got. But, you know, again, Abraham, it proves here, you don't have to have the first choice to get along. You don't have to have the best, everything. And, and God blessed him. God blessed him in spite of it. You know, Lot chose the best of the land. He lived for the possessions. He lived for the present. And he died, leaving all that behind. Losing it all. So Abraham was left with the poorest of the land and he built an altar. He built an altar unto the Lord. You see, Abraham's treasures were linked with God, not with the things of the world. You know, Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. All Lot got the riches, but it came with much sorrow. Much sorrow. Why? That's because it's what he sought. That's where his heart was. You know, Abraham, Abraham, God prospered him, and you know, he didn't have the sorrow with it. You know, first Timothy six tells us that we ought to uh, we're not to seek the things of this world, 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. You see, Abraham was content with what was left him. He didn't, he didn't cry the victim card, say it's not fair. No, he was content with what was left. What God gave him. Godliness with contentment is great gain. We brought nothing into this world, it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having fruit and raiment, let us be therewith content. My cousin said, you know, his dad said, uh, he's, he's passed on now, but his, his dad did quite well in life. But he said, he said it was, as he got older, he said, it's, 
it's easier to gather than it is to get rid of it. And the sad thing is it causes a lot of contention in the family. And that don't have to be, of course, but sometimes it does. Uh, so, so we see here that the present blessings, and it wasn't because of the earthly possessions that was provided for him, because he was left, basically, Lot took what he wanted, took the best, and left the rest, what was left for Abraham. Uh, but with, the, with, with uh, building an altar, with you know, his, uh, 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 what's the word I want? His faithfulness to the Lord, his listening to the voice of God, some of the present blessings he, he received was protection. Look at chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. Verse 1. After these things. Now, it's interesting to me that Lot, in chapter 14, Lot is taken captive. There's four, there's, and I'm not, I'm not for sake of time, I'm not going to read it all, but there's four kings and and then there's a group of five kings, and they go to war with each other, and in the midst of that battle, Lot's taken captive. Well, Abraham, Abraham arms the servants of his house, 318 servants, and goes and delivers Lot. And then after that, chapter 15, it says, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, I don't know about you, but here's, he defeated four or five kings and their armies by, you know, coming upon them suddenly. You know, what could have been going through Abraham's mind is, will these kings retaliate? Because he not only brought back and rescued Lot, he rescued the king of Sodom also. Because the king of Sodom offered him all the spoil and Abraham said, no, thank you. I'm not going to allow you to say I have made Abraham rich. So you know he wouldn't take it from the king of Sodom, but 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 it seems to indicate here that he was concerned about no the Bible, God says look I am thy shield I am thy exceeding great reward. In other words, I will protect you. See when you walk in obedience to God, there's a protection of God as well. There's the provision of God. That the faith of God brings in this life. After all, God said, promise to supply and meet our needs. And so, and then we see a fourth thing. Faith meant God at work at his, in his life. Now, this was, now when I say this, I'm talking about uh, consistently throughout his life. Uh, and of course, this, this, this began the moment he exercised faith in the Lord when he left Ur of the Chaldees in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1, or verse 8, when the Lord commanded him, called him to go out, this, this journey of faith began. But just like all of us, it had its ups and downs. Abraham's faith had its ups and downs. In fact, and look in chapter 12. Of course, in chapter 12, verse 1, he's, he's commanded to go out. Chapter, in verse 4, Abraham departs, Abram departs, as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. 
Abram took Sarah's wife and Lot his brother's son and all their substance they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land the place of Shechem I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Shechem uh, and the Canaanite was then in the land, and the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land, and there builded he an altar unto the Lord, which appeared, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto the mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and high on the east, and there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed going on still toward the south. And there was a famine in the land, Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. So, so he comes into the land, and the Lord says, this is the land that I'm going to give you. He builds an altar. There's a famine. It's a hardship. It's a trial. It's a test. So he goes to Egypt. Now, wait a minute. God said, this is the land. This is the place. This is where I want you to live. But he goes to Egypt. So he left the place that God promised him because of the trial and tests. Of course, chapter 13, he comes back to the land, comes back up out of Egypt with Lot, his wife, and also Hagar. So there was a lapse of faith. He left the place of blessing. Uh, chapter 16, of course, uh, he, he goes in into Hagar and has a child by her. That's a lapse of faith. Ishmael is born. Chapter 17, and I want you to notice verse 15. <clears throat> and God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed. Now, he wasn't laughing because, oh, I'm going to be a daddy. <laughs> that wasn't why he was laughing. This word laughter here has the idea of mock. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what he was doing. You know, he, he did not really believe it was going to happen. Notice, notice what the rest of the verse says. And said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety-nine years old bear? And Abraham said unto God. So he's still, you know, he's, 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 not, he's not believing it. Oh, that Ishmael might live before that. And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. You know what, you know what Abraham's doing? He's doubting God. Now, this is the guy, the man that's called the friend of God. He's doubting God. Of course, Sarah did this too, chapter 18. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, chapter 18, verse 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age and ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You see, they're like uh, you and I many times. 
nothing is the Lord. We just need to believe His Word. Uh, so there's yes, there's lapse of faith, and and you know this this we see this throughout the life life of Abraham. But Proverbs twenty four sixteen says this: the just man falleth down seven times and riseth up again. You know Abraham, though he's considered a great man of faith, a he's called the friend of God in the Bible. Yet he had times where his faith failed him. Or he failed, I should say, his faith. He failed to have faith in the word of the Lord. And so, you know, faith, there times he failed to trust God, but he never quit. He always came back to God. He always came back to God. He never completely lost completely lost faith in God. He had lapses of faith, just like all characters of the Bible do. There's only a few that doesn't record those. You know, Joseph being one, I believe, and Daniel being another. Um, maybe Samuel. I don't know that we have any record of Samuel having any lapse of faith, but, but uh, <clears throat> or Job. But, but you know, that's, that's part and parcel with the Christian life. Uh, but he continued to trust God. And, of course, the one grand final test was, is found in uh, verse 17 of Hebrews 11, where it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son, whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in figure. You see, when God, God promised him a son at 100 years old, and when God fulfilled that promise, that really, you know, again, he acted on that, and that, they had a son, and that solidified his faith, or increased his faith, to the point where that he was willing to sacrifice his son as an offering, believing that because of what God said... He would resurrect him from the dead. You see, Abraham's faith, he never quit. His faith increased. And so, you know, he continued to listen. His ear was always open. He always, he, he, he continued to listen to the Lord. You know, there are a lot of voices in the world. There's lots of places, people, that like to, you to listen to them. But we need to listen to what the Lord has to say. We need to seek the wisdom that comes from God. And to hear his voice. Have an ear that's open to him. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Might we continue to spend the time in the word of God that we need each day? Might we continue to hear 
what the Lord saith unto his servants.